This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting, you're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking That's what you said, man. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. Matt, do you have a mustache? Uh, oh, I have the, uh, so I have the cosmetic. I have, do you know in Zoom videos, you can make yourself look better? And if you go, <laughs> do you guys know this? So, okay. Uh, we'll not just, we'll not just, a feature I really need, let's just, but. Let's we'll just, we'll just roll on this, okay? So if you go, yeah, right. this is, this is useful information for everybody out there. So if you go into Zoom, if you go into the side of the video, um, uh-huh. the little arrow, mm-hmm. you go video, you go video settings, okay? There is, and then in the video settings, there's a little thing you can check that says, touch up my appearance. So if oh, you check so that, yeah, just did. It, it touches up your appearance. So if you have terrible skin oh. like me, it makes it like, like for like people who are like look good or whatever, it doesn't really, probably doesn't do much. But for me, who I, I have like awful skin, like real splotchy, acne scarred skin. Oh. So it really makes difference. And so like literally I've been recording all my videos with a touch up thing on. Like if in my students, if my students ever saw Wait, me so in person, I'm, they probably wouldn't I'm recognize sorry. me. This is a roundabout way of saying it added the weird mustache to your face. No, so it's like I do, I do have like as much facial hair as I could probably grow right now. But it's like making it look weird because it's like trying to erase it. So let me take the touch-up appearance off. You, and we'll see the difference. Okay, you ready? look like a pedophile. You there look we go. like it's off. It's an off. absolute it's pedophile. Off. Do you see it? Do you see Ooh. the mustache now? Let Ooh. me put it back on. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, my wife has an app like this, you know? That yeah, like, exactly. You know, softens, you know, the, uh, softens the lighting, softens the, the facial exactly. features. Exactly. You can do it. I mean, you could do it in post, too, when you're editing a video. You could, like, do cosmetic makeup or, vi- like, whatever, uh, VFX Should makeup. Should you, though? I always, if I'm ever in a video where I'm in it, I, like, spend probably like 40 hours working on my appearance in those videos. Like like oh I spend my all my visual effects power to try my set to make myself look good. To look, I mean, to look like that. I'm rarely in my videos, but yeah, Zoom just does it naturally. Yeah. It, like, I don't, no joke, it wow. probably takes about seven years off my appearance, so. <laughs> yeah, you it only also look Because it gets, you can't have glasses on, you can't, it gets rid of all the eye wrinkles too, so yeah, it's wild. Anyways, all right, little tip, little tip for the listeners out there before we get started. This is the Super Hoopers inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. Uh, anything going on? Anything going on in the NBA this week? <laughs> National no, story? No, on. no, I haven't no. had any basketball to watch. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, guys? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's big. Short open my, dribble. 
when my uh, when my grandma calls me and my grandma's like, uh, just so you know, there's no games tonight if you're trying to watch. And I'm like, yeah, grandma, I know. Uh, so after the shooting of Jacob Blake, uh, Sunday, I believe, was the shooting. Uh, the and I guess because of because of the inaction on um, um, charging the officer involved, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks boycotted or strike. I guess is the correct word. People really care about getting the correct terminology: boycott or strike. They uh, they they striked uh, or boycotted Game Five, um, and then this caused domino effect of all the other other teams boycotting in a. Uh, I guess what turned out to be a pause in the NBA season. So was that was that yeah. Tuesday? Is it Tuesday that it all happened? No, Wednesday, Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. But I think it's key right. to note that also MLB canceled games. Uh, yes. It was like up to each team, though. Like, you know, obviously yeah. like, there wasn't like a, a league-wide uh, cancellation. And then we didn't need to get into like the happenings of MLB and – Rob Manfred. No, no, let's not. No one cares. He, about uh, yeah. But uh, it was, Adam, it so was, I, I think I, it's just basically like <laughs> players have much more um, power in the NBA than they do in the MLB. And Rob Manfred was trying to like basically override the players' desire to boycott the game yesterday the, in the, the Mets um, Marlins game. He, he wanted them to take the field, leave, which they did. And then wanted them to come back an hour later and play the game. <laughs> so, um, so basically, what it sounds like what happened is the Bucks didn't really plan on this being like a league-wide thing. They were just like, the, yes, the, the, sh- the shooting was in Wisconsin, so they felt it was incumbent upon them to be the team that boycotted. They did it, and then it set off this chain, chain and of dominoes. Jo- and George Hill was the the catalyst. Basically, he was the <laughs> yeah. one that really pushed the team to and strike. They, and they gave a message afterwards, a message I missed. People who are not privy to the text message, I did not even see that the Bucks gave a message for basically a whole day while this was happening. Yeah. So Super Hoopers they almost gave a canceled. Message. Super Hoopers almost was ca- very, very Well, I was heated. operating under the assumption that they just bought, boycotted and never had a statement. And so I was this like, what's is... going on here? Why are they boycotting without have, actually having demands? I, I, I will say, like, so, so they did that in the tunnel, and the whole team was together, and they, like, they read a statement. But, like... I will say, like, not to be like, oh, MSM, fucking, but like, it, it was, it was not covered as much as it should have. Been. No, that's my, that's my point. Like, I get all my NBA news from Reddit, and it was like not even on. It like wasn't like here are the Bucks' reasons for boycotting. Like, here's what they want, and it was very specific. They, they were, they were very specific. We want the legislator to mm-hmm. come back. We want, uh, you know, we want an investigation into the shooting, and, and it's like, and they got uh, on the phone with the Wisconsin Attorney General, did they not? Yeah, and they were like, we want yeah. accountability. Essentially, we want accountability right. for police officers. It was very like well reasoned statement. It was, just, but all we saw was uh, NBA is boycotting. Uh, these these now these players are boycotting. The season may be over. LeBron James walks out of a meeting. Like that's how it was reported. Instead of, you know, the Bucks. The Bucks boycotted the game with these, with the following, you know, with the following uh, demands, following things that they wanted to see happen. Right. Um, well, and which, like, which, the, which again, I like. Look, it's a, my fault for just getting my news from our NBA, but I think you also have to understand, like, <laughs> but but I mean, like, there are lots that there are lots of people who are not like me, but there are lots of people who maybe just read Twitter or uh, just see Facebook, and so they're not that that message was probably lost because it wasn't front and center. It wasn't like. The Bucks. These, these are the Bucks' demands, or these are the Bucks. These are what the Bucks want to see happen. Um, yeah, but and and I understand that, but like, I think it's important to understand that that's not 
one, one that's not the Bucks' fault, right? And two, of course right? not. Like, no, it's, it's, not it's, a, it's a failure of the media. It's a failure of the media, but it's also it's also a, a symptom of the modern media environment where most people get their news from a curated social media stream. Right. Yes, and but that is the fault of the person. If you're like, if I can find out and see the statement and watch the video, you know, it's not, it's not that hard. If you're, if you're no, like, it's not, we will, we will read every single dumb thing about the NBA that we want and we will seek out and find out everything. But, you know, that is something that we as fans, I think have to do a better job too. But also, it, to be fair to the media, as someone who works in the media, the bigger story is that the game is canceled. That has to be the headline. You know, I mean, no, like I that's, that's the, headline, the but... catalyst for everything. Yeah. The details will probably be in the article, but it's like your headline has to be the game is canceled. All games right. are canceled. MLB is yeah. canceling games. Like this thing is huge and they're not going to be like, here's the actual thing, you know. Right. Right. So but I mean, like usually, to... <laughs> usually if they're if the workers go on strike, there's a specific list of demands. Like usually in that article, it's like the workers went on strike. They are looking for, you know, uh, lowered work hours and a 10 percent pay increase or something like that. You know, so it's like it should be in like the first paragraph. And I don't know if it was in like the first paragraph in terms of what what the players were demanding. So but, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I found it pretty easily. So uh, maybe it's just okay. Well, maybe it's the fault of Reddit then. But I mean, also, I mean, it's like people are people are busy. People have lives. You know, it's not like you know people can't go seek out every bit of information on every topic. And you know, obviously, this is an obvious piece of information. But I don't know. I, I don't think people should be faulted that much for missing stuff. When, yeah, we're all we're all super busy. Yeah, I dude. totally agree. <laughs> I me especially very busy always. Well, I. I'm, you know, I'm prepping for my classes. I got my in-laws at my house. I got a bunch of kids running around my house. So, but, yeah. but I, I think my bigger point is, and this is the part I think that bothers me about that more so than how everyone, the media handle handled and thing and things like that. I think the bigger issue is the default switch of assuming they don't have a plan or that they haven't thought this through or that they haven't, uh, you know, have a good grasp of it. Like if you just immediately assume that, oh, they don't have a plan. They just, they're just on strike for whatever. Then I think that says more about us than it does about them. You know? Sure. I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, like, especially when you have their team that has leaders that we have seen marched, we have seen them on the front lines learning. You watch the Matisse Thibel uh, web series and a whole episode is dedicated to him and the team trying to look for solutions and making real actions. So I think we still and and I'll say I'm guilty of it, too. I'm not saying I'm, you know, whatever. But like this assumption that these young men haven't thought this through. And remember, a lot of these the, some of the leaders aren't young men. Right. Chris Paul, Andre, well, but they, but, they're but not John, young. But they did. They, but, they but are they... smart and they have this. But they 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 didn't think it through. I mean, it was like it was very spontaneous. Like the other teams were not planning on boycotting. At least that was that's my understanding. It's like once the Bucks boycotted, it said a domino. But it wasn't like this was a, a planned thing from all. Yeah, the, the other NBA. teams were actually like 
sort of irritated that they were caught off guard. But it's like the the Bucks weren't trying to create it, that domino effect. They were just they were going to just have it be their game that was forfeited. Yeah, like that was their plan. Yeah. Um, so. Yes, but but because they're a team from Milwaukee where this happened. Right. Right. So you exactly. know what I mean? Like I'm like to, and to, and a player on their team, Sterling Brown, had a horrible like run in with the police in Milwaukee. Exactly. Like, so so the idea that Milwaukee, the Bucks, you know, like we just assume they didn't have a plan, or they know people on the ground, or they know, uh, like the fact that they were able to talk to. Was it the lieutenant governor or the attorney general? But whoever, like they have connections yeah. already. They're very much involved in the community, like a lot of athletes are. And, you know, I think we have to get past the understanding that, like, we can't just assume that they have they don't have the connections that we would, you know, that we don't just because maybe we don't live that life, if that makes sense. I think sure. the other thing that this I mean, exposed a- 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 and, 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 are like and maybe. Also- uh, maybe I mean, probably like naivete on my part at least, but I just didn't even think about how absolutely emotionally drained these guys are. Like from the time in the bubble so far. Like, I mean, a lot. Like, it, if you read the Chris Haynes article, like a lot of dudes really wanted to go home. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> this was wanted to get the hell out of there. This- this was reporting like a week or two ago. Chris Mannix was saying this. Yeah. This is yeah, this, yeah. this this was the foundation for my bet every favorite basically because the team that goes down in a series just wants to go home. That was But I'm talking about like even teams that were are like playing well and no, I'm sure, we're yeah, going to sure. be in the next round. Like guys are fucking really tired and miss their families like naturally as well, anybody. I mean would. I think I think everybody. I mean everyone's like that. It's like basically any anything that gives my life meaning has been taken away. So it's like right. it's like I mean and it's just not the bubble but it's just the quarantine or the pandemic in general and then like how that affects your psyche. It's like obviously it makes you you know quick trigger I think probably. Well this um, uh, this podcast hasn't gone away Matt. Are you saying this podcast has no meaning to you? What's <laughs> What's going well, on? Well, well, to be honest, it's it's it, it def, the podcast definitely has more meaning when we get together in person. Like it, we haven't got together in person in a bunch of months. Like that is like a nice aspect of the podcast that has gone away. So yeah, I but mean, you for guys, John, all, all you, but, all yeah, you but guys, for me and John, we get to see you with a filter on, and that's say, much more pleasing say, for us. This is <laughs> I great. Gonna say, I was going to say you will be shocked when you <laughs> we, see me in person. We could. I mean, if, if we get back to doing it in person, can we just put the screen in front of your face with the filter on? <laughs> can you just hold an? I've, can we tape an iPad to your face with this yeah, filter? I've, on? I've I've also literally gained like thirteen pounds, and I don't. I can't stop gaining weight. I've tried everything. I don't know what's going on. I can't. Maybe I just like old now. My metabolism's changed finally. I can't yeah. stop gaining weight, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like doing the intermittent fasting. I'm not even eating that poorly. Yeah, just can't. when you get into your fifties, <laughs> you gain a lot of weight. I'm, I'm running like twenty or like thirty miles a week, and I'm like still can't lose weight. It's like what is going on? I mean, you you can as somebody who also runs, like you can only burn so many calories. I mean, yeah, it's more. It, the way to lose weight is more on the food, the intake, rather Diet. than the exercise. Diet's way yeah. more important than exercise. Yeah. Um, all right, but you cut out you cut out the uh, the carbs, the beer. You know. Oh, dude, 
gets that. I guess that's probably the issue. I can't but that's cut out the, the beer. But those are the can't best things. So oh, can't, those, yeah, are the, can't, those are the best things. I can cut in out life, the carbs, so. but I can't cut out the beer. Come on now. Like, the beer has no carbs in it. Only. Yeah. I know. But that's what I'd say. That's the only thing I live for. So I can't. I can't cut out. Can't cut out the beer. Come on now. Um, what else? So Dave, you read this Chris Ains article that yeah. kind of detailed what happened. Do you want to summarize it? Yeah. So basically, um, as we know, the Bucks made their statement. Rest of the players were caught off guard. Um, they arranged for this players-only meeting uh, at eight o'clock on Wednesday night. It was like super testy, um, and then, like, I mean, the, my, the biggest takeaway, which is like what's being kicked around, is that the executive director of the players' union, this, this woman Michelle Roberts, was basically bringing up like, look, like if you guys leave the bubble this is going to screw over a lot of younger players who haven't made their money yet. And it's a bad financial situation. And Patrick Beverly just kept interrupting her and was like, and, and said, uh, we, I, I pay your salary and like told her to like, shut the fuck up. And like Chris Paul and, I, I, and um, I forget who else, but Chris Paul basically had to be like, you, like basically, you need to leave. Like <laughs> Udonis Haslam, right? Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Haslam, Haslam, who apparently is still playing. Uh, <laughs> Haslam, Haslam, Haslam told Haslam, Haslam told Beverly to leave or Roberts to leave. Ha- no, 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 no. Uh, Beverly, like Haslam and Paul were basically like shutting him up and were like, like you need to relax. Speaking of relaxing, Therawan CBD, designed by the same person who did the Theracun, Doctor Jason. He saw the benefits of using CBD, so he created TheraOne to bring you the CD, CBD products done right. You know, a lot of CBD products claim organic, but contain up to 30% filler, like this podcast. Maybe 50% filler. Um, and these fillers are potentially toxic, but TheraOne doesn't do that. Certified organic. Now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back. Full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire. But only until Labor Day, go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. Back to the show. And basically, like, the meeting fell apart, and they were like, every, like, emotions are too high. We need to get back together tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Um, but like in that same meeting, uh, I, the funniest part of the story is that like LeBron was like, we're out of here. And the whole Laker team left except for Dwight Howard. <laughs> Why did he stay? <laughs> Dwight Howard, remember Dwight, Dwight Howard was like, like not, Dwight Howard's like, nah, this is like entertaining. I'm, I'm Dwight Howard sorry, was Bron, also I'm going to stick around. At the, at the beginning of the bubble when they had like the dance party set up and he was the only player to show up to. I think like, Dwight was, Howard, he just wants a Was there a free candy yeah, or something? Why was he sticking around? I think he just wants a friend. Bowls of Skittles. Oh, he's dude. like, uh, I I, I'm going to, I'll be right behind you guys. I'm just going to get a little more candy. Yeah. And just to clarify, uh, uh, Udonis Haslam um, isn't playing. He actually works at Disneyland. He, uh, <laughs> he's that's his new job. Yeah. Just, yeah, he's done. So. <laughs> That's why he was there. He was just actually cleaning uh, up. He he was actually bringing okay. Dwight Howard candy. Yeah, is, he, is right. he still playing though? He's not still playing. Is he? He's he's, he's actually the, the article said he is he is rostered. 
What? I thought he's. I thought yes. he was like an assistant coach for the Heat or something. <laughs> I know he's like a Heat lifer, but he can't still be playing. But basically, uh, like as expected, like the long short of it is that, um, like they came back the next morning, and LeBron, like LeBron, was kicking around, obviously ending the season. And because he decided to not end the season, the season will continue. Right. No, that's why. Like I thought the season when when it, when they said the Lakers voted to to discontinue the season, I was like, well, the season's done. Like LeBron is, it's like LeBron because you know that's what before the whole bubble happened was LeBron said they're playing, so they're playing. So right. it's yeah, it's all on it's all on Bron. So yeah, okay. So I guess so they they'll finish the season. I do think, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess we'll see. Um, I, I'm interested to see how this affects like players like play. Um, cause if you I, have I like, people, uh, cause, I, I there people... were, cause there was like, according to the article, there was, there was a decent group of guys who do not want to play anymore no, and, and it, they're going to be you... forced to. And yeah. I, it's obviously going to affect the level of play because I, I think a lot, I, a lot of guys are just like not going to have their hearts in the game anymore. And yeah, when, you know, when you, the, the Clippers, the Clippers were the team that voted to leave too. And you kind of, it was like, that was not necessarily surprising seeing how they've been playing with a bit of a malaise. Like they just yeah. have seemed like they haven't cared that much or some of them, you know? Um, and obviously like you heard Doc Rivers like words in that press conference after the, the last Clippers game. And um, if he's saying that to the media, you can only imagine like the conversations that they're probably having behind closed doors. And uh, I, I would imagine morale is just, very low as as it as it should be like like who gives a fuck like whoever wins this fucking bubble like uh, honestly are we going to be like oh fuck the champs yes the champions like this just feels like i mean all sports to me right now just feels like kind of going through the motions to entertain people and um and it helps the athletes to an extent stay active and like not have to come back like after not playing for an entire year you know like so like it keeps the juices flowing and stuff and so like for those purposes i think it's like good but let's be honest like this is like we're not watching like real sports you know yeah it's like i don't know sort of i'm not saying the level of play isn't real i'm saying saying, like just the given circumstances surrounding everything but i think i do think it just feels so like faux, like like faux sports season. You know? I think the, um, I think whoever wins it will claim it as a title, and that fan base will claim it as a well, title. Well, I, I mean, of course. And I do think I do think whoever wins it will have clearly have cared about it. So there will right. be a subset of teams and a subset of players that really care about it. And so, that, and I, I, I think there will be a push to be like this. This this counts. Um, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Obviously, it's not real sports without fans, but. And I think it also ultimately, but also ends. just like we 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 the the whole like the, there was a huge lull in the season, and it came back like with twenty two teams and like the eight playing games or like the the eight like restart games and like I don't, I don't know like it's all just like so like phony feeling you know I I see what you're saying, but I would say like two weeks ago we weren't saying that we were saying this is what this is the greatest thing you know when when. You had Portland making a run when you have Mavs winning. You know, you were like, "This is this is everything. Like, this is awesome." Oh, I'm, I, I, but, but I'm not saying that it hasn't been entertaining. I'm saying that, like, still in the back of your mind, you were like, 
this isn't really the same thing. But yes, you know? yes, but I actually almost thought of it as a different challenge for the players. Like, yes, right, this isn't right. normal, that's true. but it's like, holy shit, remember the year that we all lived in a bubble and it was wild and a team like Portland came back and Dame did his thing and the Suns went 8-0 and, you know, the whatever storylines that we were at a week ago. Um but it's kind of slowed down a little bit because I think some of the favorites have started winning a lot, and now it's like it just feels different. Also, yeah. but I, I also like saying. there's there, there's clear correspondence with um, or, or like correlation between how excited we were two weeks ago and the players probably being excited two weeks yeah. ago, and now the players are like, I'm getting really tired of being here. <laughs> well, I mean, Aaron you Gordon know? was like, I have a knee injury, I'm going home. Right. I mean, Dame, Dame, I mean, Dame went home Dame too. Dame went home. Dame's gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Aaron Gordon's like, ah, I have a knee injury. I'm going home. Uh, what? Like two miles down the street? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, he lives in hey, LA, Haslam, actually, Can you grab? Right? My, oh, uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, hey, Haslam, can you grab my bags and take me home? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Oh. Biggest takeaway: Adonis Haslam still around. Still, still a player. <laughs> still more important. At least he's playing. Shocking. Definitely, he's been out. Yeah, that's um, true. True. What else? Anything else? You guys have anything else to say? I mean, of course, we support the players' right to protest. We support Absolutely. The, you know, freedom. I, to yep. I, I think one thing up. that's kind of interesting is I saw, and this, this is one that I don't have an answer for, um, and I'm not judging either way, but I think it's just fascinating, is I saw a lot of people saying, like, look, Kyrie was right. You know, like, this is a distraction and things like that. And, and in some ways, like, I think we all knew that, right? We all knew going back was part of a distraction, it was part of a business decision, all that. But I think the flip side to it is, had the players never gone in the bubble, they wouldn't be in this position to speak out. No, exactly. Yeah, You know what I mean? And yeah, I think yeah, that, 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 that And that's kind of, that's kind of been my position. It's like, if you really want to make change, if, you, if you're an NBA player and you really want to make change, your best thing to do is play basketball because you will make money and you will have a platform. Yeah. And so, and it's like, you, you can do a lot. The more money you have, the more, essentially the more power you have in terms of the, the causes you can, uh, the causes you can support and then the politicians you can support. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, and when the, when, when the season wasn't going on, um, you know, we saw like Matisse Tybal and Russell Westbrook and Paul George, like like we saw so many players like marching in the protests, that did not grab nearly as many headlines or people's yeah. attention as this yeah. has. Yeah. yeah, this I mean this was on the, like the regular political podcasts I listened to. Yep. The yes. Russell Westbrook marching in the march was not on it. Yeah. But it no. was hey the NBA, you know, uh, boycotted and then it led to ML. You know, it was like the, the you know it was like in the rundown of the political podcast, like introducing the top. So yeah, yeah, right. and and, um, and I think by staying in the bubble, um, they still ha- like have this leverage, especially if you're some a team like Milwaukee who is, who is the state. You know what I mean? Like imagine if they're game mm-hmm. one of the finals, and their demands haven't been made, and they're like, we're gonna sit this game too. Like you don't like that would be more news in the state of Wisconsin than if they were all at home separately. I'm not sure about that. I mean, I think, I think the people that care about the Bucks are already kind of on that side of let's you know let's 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 bring charges against the officer. And I think the people who are, I think the people who are on the other side just don't care about the Bucks. No, or, no, no. But I'm have, saying or, specifically or in caring. that state. 
I, I like I said, I think I, I think everybody who everybody who is rooting for the Bucks, like I, I think I think people who think people who would be swayed by that are already out. Like I, I think the people who are who I think there are probably like the people who would be for like the Milwaukee Bucks demands are already watching basketball and care. Um, but I don't think you're going to sway anybody else uh, by by sitting out that game. I think those people have already gone. I don't know. No, no, but I'm talking about the team in the league, right? Because now you have owners that are very close to winning a championship. And if you're saying like, okay, wait, so I have two options. I can either win this championship, the thing I've dreamt about for how long I've owned the team and multiple people, or I call my buddy in government that I give $200,000 to each year. And I say, hey, buddy, I need you just to arrest this officer. And why don't you do that? And then I can keep giving you my money and we'll make this thing go away. Or you're really putting a lot of pressure on me personally. See, that's mm-hmm. that. I think that's why it was so important for the Bucks to do it in this situation because of their direct ties. Like there's no way those owners don't know the politicians and probably paid those politicians. You know what maybe, I mean? Maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if the Bucks owners are actually from Wisconsin, though. I think they might be New York guys, but I don't know. But, like, they have more power as billionaires who are putting money into this. You know I mean? They got, they got the city to buy them the stadium not too long ago. They true. have political power. And if it's that's like, true. hey, guys, uh, this is the time I need a favor because I pay for your, your politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. this right. is, right. I think, the time where you could really lean into it. Um, yeah. Specifically yeah. for that state. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm I, talking yeah. about. I yeah. I do think, I mean, I have a wild hot take where I think that, I said this in the chat, I think this is the end of the, I think this is the beginning of the end of the NBA as we know. And I think there will be a player-owned league within five years, uh, basically. I think we will switch to a fully player-owned league within five years because the players have shown essentially how much power they have, where... You know, with with the decision, we started to see players being able to dictate where they can play. You know, with the rest, with, you know, Kawhi resting games, the players are essentially dictating what games they will play in. Now with this, they are dictating when the season is going to be held and under what circumstances. So they've increased their power. Um, and I think we're going to see a lockout coming soon because I do think one of the other fallouts for this, whether you like it or not, will be a decline in revenue for the league. So I think that owners are not going to want to deal with this. Like if you don't, if you own an NBA team, it's like a fun toy. This is not a fun toy. I think owners will want to get out of the league. That will lead to lowering the value of franchises. I think the TV ratings will continue to fall as like marginal fans are saying like, I, I, this is, I want the NBA to be a distraction. It's not a distraction. So, so I'm then, te- so, so you're saying, so then teams would be like renting the arenas out. Is that like from the current owners? Is that where, what do you mean? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. So I'm 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 laying out a situation. So I'm laying right. out I'm laying out what's gonna what I think will happen. I think the revenues will go down because the value of teams will go down as owners want to sell. I think the fan bases will go down as you have these marginal fans, fans who may care about social justice, but they they you view the NBA as a distraction and they they don't want you know they don't want to have you know their politics mixed with their uh their their basketball. Which no, okay, I, you, I, you I, may I, you may be I, against I hear you. that. I hear you. But like uh, my my point is like 
So you're saying because the owners will still have own these arenas, like they're right, going right, to have right. to play somewhere. So okay. so so you're saying that uh, the teams will be owned by the players, and the players will essentially rent the arenas out from the current owners. Is that like? Let, let, let me let me get to that. Okay. So you have so you have lower revenue, lower franchise values, lower revenue. TV contracts too. Whatever the next TV deal is up, I don't. I think that TV deal will be way lower. Um, uh, and so. When you have a shrinking pie like that, this is what happened with the last lockout. You get a shrinking pie, then there's more infighting over who gets what, right? You, so there'll be a lockout. During that lockout, the players will say, wait a second, like, we don't need the owners. We're going to start our own league. And then I think they will just start, they'll start their own league and it'll be something different. Where they play, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they rent the arenas from the owners or something. But Or maybe they play in other arenas. Every city has, like, many cities have, like, arenas that are, you know, that they can play in. Um, yeah, everyone's so not LA or New York. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's like the players have shown they have more power, but I, and I do think this will have negative effects in terms of revenue. And again, it's like I'm not saying that's a positive. I'm not saying that that's me. I'm not saying that I'm going to stop watching basketball. But I do think there are is a significant part of the the population that will that will stop watching basketball. I um, I, I don't think that's likely. But you know what is likely. NFL coming back with Sunday Ticket TV. You can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite team and favorite players, no matter where you live. NFL Sunday Ticket TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code Blue Wire at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket TV promo code Blue Wire. Because here's the thing, I know what I see what you're saying in theory, that these things are fun for for owners and that's why they do it. But I think that's for certain owners, because you also have owners who don't care because all they care about is money, right? Right. And we have to look at it as yes, the revenue loss might be down a little, but it's still a ton of money from their investment. Like the Sixers were bought for two hundred and fifty million dollars right right and now they're think, worth over a billion are they yes i i, I honestly i don't because franchise values are determined by you have a fixed asset you have 30 teams there's only 30 teams so it's a fixed supply now the other half of that is the demand curve who wants to buy these teams i think i think, the I, pool think of, a lot I think of the, people. i think the, i think i think the pool of people who want to buy nba teams has drastically dropped because they the reason you buy a team is a luxury item it's like, hey, this is like a fun thing to have. This is not a fun thing to have. Like you I, have to. But, but see, I told I, I agree with your. You're right. They do like it because it's fun. But I also think as a monetary investment, it is still a great deal because of what you said. It's I, yeah, I, I disagree. It's scarcity. It's I, but every I, time I disagree. every time I, there's a team sold, there are plenty of people trying to buy it. Right. That because it that's makes in them the money. I guarantee, in the, in the I guarantee you if a team tries to Going sell right forward, now, they will still make I money. I don't think so. They will I, always we'll see. make money on we'll this. See. I, think, I don't know if the Wolves sold or if the Wolves are about to sell. Um, but we'll Wolf. see. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll see Wolf. what happens with that, we'll see what with, happens that fran- with, the with that franchise valuation. Oh, I think they're um, going to. Because here's the other thing. I think this is. And also, this is very. This is recency bias. Back, back in the lockout of 2010 or whatever it was, 2010 or 2011, like teams were losing money. Most of the teams were losing money, and franchise values were low. 
this this kind of era where the teams are valued in, in the billions is is pretty new and it's driven by the tv money the ridiculous tv and money. international money they have expanded greatly since that time so i think as you you have so much money look and here's the other thing you're saying that oh some of these like you do it because this is fun these mil- billionaires they invest on so many things they invest in things that are not fun you know and uh they don't care because that's how they make their money you know i have investments in things that i don't particularly think like oh this is fun it's like i just think this will make me money so i think if you're saying hey there's 30 franchises we've seen this thing grow we can make it grow more we haven't even we could go deeper into china we can go deeper into india this thing is expanding it's the second biggest global sport uh we've just started having g league like this thing has so much more to go and on top of it the only thing saving live tv is sports and news so you also i think i think you'll flatline a little just because everything's going to flatline with this economy but the idea that like sports is a premium now because everything else is streaming but you need to watch sports live you need to watch news live um and that's what you're going to go after you know and this whole like, oh, it's ratings, it's ratings. Like, no one cares about the ratings. They care about the revenue coming in. And they're still making oh, I know. a ton of money. I know, I know, because I know, advertisers I know, but, still but, want that 18 yeah. to 35 demographic. And right. the NBA the, is yeah. nailing that. Advertising. Uh, well, the, no, the, the, the ratings have been plummeting. But I mean, again, the ratings but, this but year, rating, before the pandemic, were down. And then they've been even more down uh, after in the. But are they plummeting against uh, like uh, in every demographic or just older people? But, but see, I here's, think it's here's, the, here's board. the thing about ratings: ratings are always going to go down because we don't watch cable TV anymore. We don't watch. Well, we TV. haven't seen that with we haven't seen that with the NFL. And we haven't seen that with baseball. So while baseball's the NBA down, ratings, yeah, the baseball's, baseball's definitely down. down. NFL was, I believe, baseball's up. NFL was ba- down ba- two, baseball, two years ago. Baseball's had a ratings issue for a very long time, baseball's especially regional. amongst young people. Yes. Since and but NFL since, ratings since were come, down two years come, ago when everyone and then they came back up. Yes, you know and why? Then they came back up. Because it's an election year. That's what people are always forgetting. Every single election year, every time politics grows and that becomes the main thing, sports goes down. And sports has an ebb and flow, right? When you have great teams, when you have in the 90s, when you have Jordan, of course you're going to go up. And then when you come down a little, that's just your market correction. You know, so NBA with Steph and the way it was going, we had also football was down. So you're going to have this balance. But trust me, we mm-hmm. work. I work in TV and no one is is worrying. We're, we're adding more sports because there's a difference. I read a report today. Since COVID, $100 million has come back from advertisers buying stuff. Okay? Like, there is money happening, and people will take the money. Now, just because you're not making as much money as you used to, doesn't mean there's still not billions of dollars coming in. You know? Like, it's fine. That's, like, look at the history of the stock market. As long It can go up and down in the short term. As long as it keeps going up, People will buy stuff. So it doesn't matter what the ratings are this year. You have to look at how much money they're making. And again, the Sixers can be the, bought the, for $250 million and they're going to be sold for a billion dollars. And that's going to be it. The, those TV deals were signed 
you know, in a previous era. And I, I, we'll see. I, I, I'm probably wrong. I'm wrong most of the time on this podcast, as everyone who listens to it knows. Um, <laughs> but also, and but here's the thing. And then you're right about those TV deals and the way cable is bundled. But what happens in a few years when those deals expire and Amazon can come in with a trillion dollars and just say, like, now nah, you're mine now. They have so right, much cash. I, Apple could just be, YouTube could just be like, we, we could buy the NBA and it would be a tax write-off for us. And now the only no, way to watch true. the NBA is through us. So there's so many. Right, that's true. But, but are, 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 these TV, are these TV networks, you know, are they, it's not just a ratings issue. I mean, if, if, if games are being boycotted on a regular basis, you know, that's like a disruption. Do they, they want like regular. Programs. Oh, of course, of and course, so, of course. That, yes, we so, obviously like need the, we need the sports. Like it's a hundred million dollars, I just said, of advertising money that comes to us. We need that. Um, but this idea that I think that there won't be owners who want to buy this or that the league is in trouble, I think it's just kind of a, a misunderstanding of how TV and business works. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I because I, like I, look at this. I, look at the, you. You watch a show like Seinfeld, and you're like, thirty million people watch that show, and it's like, okay. And now the next show, uh, your biggest show. Of course, it would never get thirty million again. But that doesn't no, mean no, John, comedy I goes I, away. I look. I understand that. I'm telling you, within sports. I mean, Ethan Sherwood Strauss has written. He's this is his issue, and he's pointed out. It's like the, the NBA is unique in its ratings drop. This is not happening in other sports. The NBA has been has been bleeding viewers. And so your other explanations, oh, you know, people are cutting the cord. People are doing this. Well, they would apply to the other sports and we're not seeing it. And we're especially we're also seeing like local ratings decline, too. So there, for whatever reason, there's an ebb in interest in the NBA. And it, of course, it's probably multi-causal. Um, but, you know, th this is a real phenomenon. This is not just, hey, this is just the normal thing of, you know, cord cutting and all that. I, I think it's blown out of proportion. I mean, again, yes, you might be in a little dip, but I think when you look back, you'll go, oh, that was a dip, and then we go back up. All right. We will see. We will Hope see. You're right. I think I I think I I do think this is I think a lot of people are gonna tune out. I and I, I, I you we you may disagree with that, but I think there will be people or you may disagree in terms of like, hey, that's not the right decision for that person or I wouldn't do that. But I do think you know, I do think there are a lot of people who are like, hey, I like, you know, I'm just like a blue collar fan of the team. I just want, want to watch my local team. Um, and this turns me off. And I'm not. Hey, gonna... I'm a Russian bot. This really yeah. no, no, makes they, so me those, upset. There's a, they're, the Russian bots are one thing. And of course, there are Russian bots and, the, and they're the mega people. The mega people, and the Russian bots, obviously, were not watching the NBA. But yeah. I do think yeah. there is like there is like a I, maybe maybe they don't maybe they don't exist. But I do think there is like a liberal fan who like sees the NBA and says, I just want a distraction. I don't want the NBA preaching to be about social justice, especially when the NBA is are hypocrites. They're, they're preaching to me about social justice, but they won't stand up to China. They're in China's pocket. And so I'm not going to like this turns me off. Yeah, I don't, no, don't want to be uh, preached to from from a group of people that are about social justice who, who won't stand up. To no, China. and that's fine. That's of course you're going to have that. Just like you're going to have people who stopped watching the NFL or you know, or whatever, or, Hey, I'm done with college football because of this. Like we saw that with baseball, right? Oh, the steroid era. And then we just we're like, we're done with this crap, you know, but those aren't your, those are your casual fans. 
You know right. what I mean? But yeah. I think what, what but, I'm trying to say is I think that, those that, casual that, that, that's fans. That's your fan. No, no. But I think. That's, that's a large part of your fan base. I think a lot of your casual fans have come in when the league is was thriving. So it's an inflated base. You know what I mean? When, when I see what you're saying. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you added the San Francisco market for the last seven or eight years with great enthusiasm because of <clears throat> you moved on to, you know, uh, Steph and this dynasty. This is what happened with Chicago, right? When Chicago's whatever, now you have a, a, one of our largest cities, one of our largest media cities too, having the best team for a decade the ratings in the 90s are going to go up and then after it you're going to go kind of plateau for a little while it's the same thing that's happened right we, like it's very simple it's no one cares about the sixers when they suck now you get a bunch of stars now that market is back up to where it should be and now you're getting more people well, i'm also but i'm also wondering if that's going to happen in the future i think you got a lot of blue collar fans who are like oh the nba and i'm not now i'm not talking about the liberals i'm talking about a more moderate or even conservative fan who would be like hey i'm i'm hey you know Jordan, Chicago, hell yeah, I'm all for this. But now they're like, wait a second. Oh, the NBA, that's that anti-police uh, group. I don't want to support the NBA. So even if you get a Jordan, even if you get those stars, that blue-collar fan base. And again, this is me. I don't know any people like this. Yeah. I've, obviously, I'm like whatever ensconced in my like liberal elite university bubble. So I'm completely just speculating wildly. Um, but I, you know, I, presumably this person could exist who's like, you know, the NBA is like a political movement. I'm not into that, even if they get the next Jordan, even if they get they get the next whatever, the next LeBron. And I think that's a fair thing to to have a concern for. But I think if in three years, two years, you know, it's a boring ass Joe Biden presidency and things are more normal or everything's kind of fine. And then Zion Williams, because this becomes this phenom that is just you have to watch, you know, then I think that changes it all. You know, I've, it's the same thing with hockey. Like, look, I don't watch. That's a good I don't point. watch hockey until all my friends are like, "Yo, you gotta watch this new Flyers guy." And now I'm interested again. I don't really like hockey. Like, well, you know, I haven't watched hockey for 20 years, but now I'm like, "Oh wow, this is actually something interesting." And I think you get that, right? From, golf hey, changes from your lips when you have ear, John. golf changes when you have Tiger Woods. <laughs> right, right, right. Boxing yes, changes just, when I, you have I'll, a heavyweight. Like that's what happens, and I think I'll, we're looking at it in in the the small. Uh, sense of like look at all these things adding up and it's like step back look at the big picture if in 10 years uh i would buy i would buy stock in an nba team right now because in 10 15 years i'm gonna retire it's still a great business well like i said from your lips to god's ear biden presidency and uh zion williamson being good Ooh, ooh, ooh. what could sounds, go wrong sounds, sounds, go sounds wrong. great <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I, I am I, I don't think either of those things might I think either of those things might not happen so <laughs> so I mean I hope they do okay but, uh, well I don't know about I, Zion but what, my point being I think that the thing the, the ratings and things change fast and you have to look at it at the big picture yeah I, I agree mean, I think that, I think, uh, I think I think John's track record is pretty good on the big picture stuff and yes mine's pretty bad so <laughs> I think that maybe will give give us listeners hope i i just say i i what about uh, on the little picture stuff you're also bad on that yeah are there any pictures that you're good at or like i said i mean i guess like i I told you i told you paddleboard with your son yeah those are good pictures i love when he uses that filter (laughs) 
I, I look like I like 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 listeners know my gambling record is spotless during the bubble. I think I've lost one bet. And oh, won, that, like, that's like minuscule picture. <laughs> okay, yeah. let me. Let I don't. I have to. I have to check my bets to see if I don't know what happened because I did all bet on all the chalk. games that were boycotted. Let me, let me, yeah, bet, so, dude, bet on a dog one of these days, man. Have some cojones. Yeah, I bet on the Thunder dog. I bet. I bet on. I bet on several. Oh, dogs. that's I not bet, a real dog. It's a bet four or five seed matchup. Hey, Come on. On I bet on. I've bet on the Mavs. I've actually won on both Mavs games. So put a hundred dollars on the Magic when they play the next game. <laughs> nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. Yeah, maybe we'll magic, get the forfeit. Maybe we'll the get magic the forfeit. Already, the Magic are already done. Like the Magic. The Magic have already left the bubble. Bubble. They're fielding. They're going to be fielding. You know, the nah, Disney Fultz, characters. Fultz gonna go off. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about let, let me give he, one because he's like he doesn't know what's going on, so like he, he <laughs> might just go off. <laughs> let me give one last quick example of a real world situation that I have insight in, um, just to let you know how sports, how this is so wild. When we had the World Cup and the the men's U.S. team didn't qualify, right? Disaster. I won't say disaster. how much how much money we lost. But it was in the millions because we had so many things planned for and the Italy USC. too, right? I don't remember. I, I feel another like really huge team didn't make it, and it was like uh, like it, it just piled on like to like how much like the the world in general was not gonna like be paying attention. Yes, but in particular, the company I work at, we were right. we had a number of how many millions, and it was large. It was very scary. Like, how are we gonna make up for this? We probably have to fire a lot of people. Then what yeah. happened? The World, a lot of no, the World Series, <laughs> which we also had, miraculously went to a game seven. The money that that game seven had all like practically made up for the loss of something else. So that's what I'm saying is that in sports, it's like everything could be bad. You get a finals that is the greatest finals of all time that literally everyone has to every sports fan has to watch. Then your money's back. Like it's it's a mm. weird, funky thing. Like Knicks, if, Kings, Knicks, Kings. Hey, seriously, if the Knicks if the Knicks become a huge team, the league saved. So it's a that's it's a, big that's deal. a difference. If if Madison, it won't, it won't happen. But man, you, we can Wait, all dream. Dave, 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 why aren't you behind my the league? The league's going to transition to player owned. That means Dolan's out. <laughs> I mean, imagine Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley's going to own the Knicks. I didn't the, say I'm not behind it. I I, I just. <laughs> Don't think it's like feasible whatsoever. Dave has been. Su- Nick's fans are in such like uh, oppressed mental slavery that they can't imagine them being a better tomorrow. They can't imagine yeah. Dolan. Yeah. No, I, not I absolutely can't. Come on, I'm child <laughs> of the nineties. I, I like, at least I've had a a taste of what it's yeah, like for them true. to be good for an extended amount of time. Like uh, the the fucking the fan bases that have never experienced that. My God. Yeah, well, I mean, that, is, and is, that's, there's, there's, I think all the fan bases have had some. I guess maybe the Pelicans and the Hornets probably are the. I ones. mean, there, there's such a huge group of Knicks fans uh, who have only known like the mellow years, and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, like how? Like those are the people. I'm like, how do you root for this team? Yeah, and also I would say right. if the league starts suffering to a point, then they will freeze another envelope and get hey. this thing right back where it needs to be. That's why I saw Wob was like the night of the draft lottery. It was like, like we're we're praying, we're praying for them tonight. I'm like, not worth the freeze. Not this year. <laughs> not worth this it. Year. Save it. Not the freeze year. Next year. When next year. Save, save it for Kate Cunningham, wherever the star is next year. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Then we're back, baby. That's right. Mm. Mm. All right. Well. Okay. You guys, got anything else? 
Do you want to do shout outs and beefs? Or I don't know. Or do you want to? Uh, I don't know. Beefing with Patrick Beverly sounds like he's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like interrupting, uh, uh, just interrupting this woman constantly, like who was like very politely, apparently very politely, just trying to explain like there are a lot of like really young players who haven't made any money yet, and you will absolutely fuck them if uh you yeah. like you're gonna ruin the cba if you guys just and, walk out and, and, and he and was me- just like no I, I pay your salary and meanwhile the uh like the eastern european players are just apparently roaming the bubble just <laughs> drinking and singing and stuff yeah 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 shout out to uh the picture of all the the balkan boys oh yeah fucking kicking it you see that pic no i didn't see the pic it was uh Jokic, uh luka boban uh dragic who else was in the pick oh um Vucevic and uh, I forget I I didn't know who the other guy was in there, <laughs> so I don't know. Looked like a picture of a bunch of guys that uh, were about to get murdered in um, Die Hard Five. I don't know. <laughs> wait, was, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> was it? Uh, wait, was it Porzingis or? <laughs> it was not. Please, you think Porzingis is hanging out with them? Come on. Yeah. Okay. He he's yeah. off. Uh, you know, nursing his uh, sore ass, weak ass knee. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing this headline on Reddit. Only 20% of NBA players are registered to vote. That is insane. That is. That's, that's a big one. That is really not that's, good. That's, that is something I think is fair to criticize them for. Yes. But I also think a lot of them are young and don't, you know, I think the one thing we keep forgetting that these, a lot of these players are like 21 or 20. That's not that when it comes to voting, like, come on now. Yeah, like, no. You can no. start voting when you're 16. Like, right? I, like, I mean, I, when I was when I was 18, it was like hell yeah, I can't wait to to vote and sign up as a libertarian. Like, I was so stoked. <laughs> oh, you know? but, God. But remember, that's because of the way we lived our lives and what we did. You know, no, I, like, underst- yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I, mean, I understand like, that. But like, 21 is not a like like a child. You know, like no, not a child. You know, but I would. It's one you, thing for an eight. Like, there's a big gap between being 18 and being 21. I know, but I would say. I if I looked at all the people I knew and you told me that 25% of them are the ones who voted from my high school and a lot of people don't vote I'd be like yeah that makes sense you know like I no, when, sure. when we were in college trying to register people to vote they go oh I don't care it doesn't matter and those people aren't you know playing basketball at 24/7 like so no, that's fair. And to be turned off by this system that they've seen not help them, I think is right. You know, like look, it's twenty five percent of young people vote. So I think we have to look at them as, you know, a part of a large group that is that. I bet you all the owners vote because they're all sixty five, and all sixty five year olds vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they they don't need to vote. They like uh, invest their money in the uh, politicians. In the politicians, so. yeah. <laughs> So they don't need to vote. So, yeah, I mean, it is disappointing, but I think, you know, I think I think it's disappointing across the board for Americans how, how little our young people vote. But that's yeah. like I, I voted all the time. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. You know. I don't know. I think I, I, I just want people who are informed to vote. So <laughs> I, I think it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I think if you're informed and you are passionate about it, I'm happy you're voting. If you are not informed, I don't want you to vote. Like, I don't want, like, I don't yeah, want somebody who's just... Kyrie, we don't need Kyrie voting. I, I don't I don't need just, you know, like, if, if you if you if you can't get yourself to the voting booth, well, then, you know, maybe you don't know enough to vote. So but I, but, but I, I guess I, my question is, why are you uninformed? Why right. don't you bother to care enough 
to read a few things, watch a few videos. Like these kids are on YouTube every day. They're on Instagram. They're, they're, they see it. It's not, you know, it's not some foreign concept. I'm look, I'm not talking local elections, right? Like people forget people. Well, those, those are in many ways more important. Yeah, I, they I are. Would, yeah. But no, if you told me a lot of people skip the midterms, I'd understand. But when it's this prevalent in the world and you're still saying like, I don't, I don't care. Like that's, you might be actively trying not to be informed. I would say at this point, All right. which young people do. They, they're young. They don't care. They just want to go to yeah. college and have fun. And they just want to go to college, get coronavirus. Yeah. Um, eat some ass and fucking <laughs> drink some, drink some uh, fucking beer. And speaking, speaking of eating the ass, life. My, my, Great speaking, yes, my, my, um, where are we going with this? My in-laws, Uh-oh, yeah. my, my father and <laughs> mother-in-law, <laughs> They saw some conspiracy video on YouTube and they're convinced that there's a demon that lives in our shower that eats people's or licks people's ass when they're when they're taking a shower, licks people's butthole. <laughs> and did so you explain been... to them that it's called a loofah? <laughs> <laughs> they've been obsessed a loofah. By, with with exercising this demon. There's been all sorts of prayers. <laughs> they've been writing stuff on papers and hanging it up in the shower. They've been handing it to everybody. Hey, before you take a shower, make sure you put this up in the shower. And it's uh it's been a big topic of conversation in my household over the past week, trying to get rid of this butthole like a demon that apparently <laughs> is haunting our shower. Why? And uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. This is a, this is this is this is what a, a you know whatever Cambodian um, you know Muslim Facebook looks like. Apparently, this is this is widespread <laughs> conspiracy theory that there are butthole licking demons in showers these days so damn everything's crazy welcome to 2020 uh, welcome yeah to 2020. yeah that's why everybody is getting fed a steady diet of conspiracy theories from all sources so uh speaking of conspiracy theories uh got a beef with every sixers fan who's pretending oh god that elton oh god. brand <laughs> isn't at fault <laughs> I can't this is believe, my favorite. I this is my favorite. Believe this. This, this is, is so. Oh, fucking I'm so glad wild. that. I, this, I, I, I see this. I've seen this on uh, Reddit, and I, I heard it. Oh, I heard it from Borelli, who who parroted me the conspiracy theory where Elton Brand is not. This is the conspiracy theory oh. goes. Elton Brand is not at fault. There is a cadre of Colangelo holdovers that are somehow <laughs> running the Sixers. That somehow there's this, this secret cabal. Like Even though Colangelo left, there's a secret cabal that still pulls all the strings and therefore it's all still Colangelo and his minions' fault. Not the man who is the general manager. The man who presumably <laughs> has the power to make moves or veto it. He could still say, I'm the general manager. We're not doing this move. No, no, no. He's not at fault. It's this shadowy Freemason-like organization that somehow runs the Sixers. Come on. Come on, Sixers fans. You are a fucking brainwashed. Deep state. Sorry. Deep I, state. Sorry. Thank you for saying it because I, it, it, <laughs> it hurts me to have to be the guy that defends Colangelo because I'm not defending Colangelo. I am just looking at what you are saying to me, and it is so outrageous that you are somehow blaming a guy that hasn't been there for two years. It's also, okay, if your case, this, this is what they're saying. All right. There's a cadre of Colangelo holdovers that do all the bad moves. Yes. Okay. All right. So if you're the GM and you can't overrule them, 
You don't deserve to be the GM don't if you can't stand it. up to them. Either way, if your story is correct, you're at fault. Uh, so either Elton Brand made the bad moves or he couldn't stand up against them and stop them. So either way, you're at fault. Sorry, you're a bad GM. It's, it's okay? the same thing. It's, it's like when when you're like, hey, Hinky shouldn't have drafted Okafor. And they're like, the owners made him. And it's like, look, if Hinky can't convince <laughs> the owners that drafting a third fat center is a bad move, then he, he he's not the GM we think he is. So if Elton oh, Brand yeah. can't convince the other people and ownership that they shouldn't trade three first rounds for Tobias Harris and then give him a max contract and then can't convince him that Al Horford is slow and old and we shouldn't give him a max contract and he plays the same position as our best player, like then he's got to go. It's 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 yeah. insane the amount Y'all. that these people are doing to try to – so many people I've seen being like, you know, Elton Brand, least of our worries. You know, it's not his fault. Uh, they need to – It's nothing's going to change until ownership changes. Like, Jesus, this guy, like, has made the most terrible moves. It's objective. It's not It's not me. I was talking to Andrew Lynch, friend of the pod, and he said it. He's like, wait, people think Elton Brand's not at fault? He's like, no, from an outsider, it's clearly him, right? And I'm like, yes, I don't. I, I'm taking crazy bills. I can't understand this place. Yeah. Uh, come on. Come on, people. Have you ever watched Spider-Man? With great power comes a great responsibility. You know, like you get the credit and the blame. Right. That's how it works. OK. If yeah. you're the GM, doesn't matter who does it. You get the credit. You get the blame. That's how that's how it works. All right. So. Well, even if it's, these- it's, 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 it's clearly because like Brett Brown has been fired. So it's easier to just be like, oh, it's Brett's fault. And like, not blame the guy who still has a job within the uh, organization. No, it's you know? it's, it's as Jonas like telling point, us. Yeah. The reason the reason is Elton Brand went on the rights to Ricky Sanchez, and the rights to Ricky Sanchez guys are friendly with him, so right. they will defend him to to no stop. It's yeah. the same That's thing. That's the it's trickle like down. Why, That's the fan base like, trickle down. It's like why you can't get you should never get close to whatever whoever you're covering because you will be biased. You know, if you know the person, you're just you inherently cannot uh, be unbiased because you just you know them as a person. So, right. And also, that's why, as the Super Hoopers, we pledge to never become important enough to where we know any of these absolutely. players. Absolutely. Okay. Except me. Yeah. If I meet you, Except I will John. never talk about oh, Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah, about yeah. John, I have who never meets met players. Elton Brand, so fuck him. But I met Sam Hankey and Colangelo, so but, they're good in my books. But uh, Jerry yeah, West, you, uh, love hey, him. Jerry West, talk yeah. to him on the phone once. Great man. Swin- yeah, yeah. Paul you George played, trade, one of played, the best trades in history. You played video games with Josh Hart, yes. who is you know top yeah. top twenty player top, in the league now. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> and also, it's, what's also yeah. funny too is this like uh, weird look. Brett Brown, by all accounts, one of the greatest, nicest men ever, and just like a good person and all that. But like the defense of him also is like, hey, I kind of remember this year of him losing on the road to every single bad team possible. I've also seen him throw out the wackiest lineups and not motivate his team. We have numerous, Mm. numerous reports of the lack of respect from Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons towards him. Like, why are we like, I like the guy. He's nice, but like, he is a problem too. Like you said, if you can't get your all-star, if you go to the media and say, I want Ben Simmons to shoot one three a game and Ben Simmons actively stops shooting, uh, yeah, he probably isn't the right fit. 
and it, yeah. it sucks and he's really nice and he's a great man and he'll uh go and make four million dollars for doing nothing and uh good for him but like sure. let's why can't we say that people are bad at their jobs yeah I look. I say, I say people are bad at the jobs all the time. Don't look at me, John. Yeah, most smart fan bases can look in the mirror. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's it's so ridiculous and it's painful. But there are cults. There are cults. Cult. Yeah. Sixers it's, fan base is a cult. a cult. It's a cult. It is. It's a, a right cult. to Ricky Sanchez cult. Uh, the Hinky is the god. Colangelo is the devil, and that's just how it is. That that is the ideology. Yeah. Everything bad is. Colangelo's fault. Everything good is is because of yeah. that is Hinky. their that's their religion. Hinky, that's their faith. Yeah, Hinky, <laughs> he died for our sins. Hinky, bro. Hinky, Hinky, they bro. They literally say Hinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's the fan base. Uh. <laughs> whiz, whiz, Hinky, whiz. <laughs> it's insane. It's really it. It. I I had to delete Twitter off my phone because it's just like I was just too heated. It's it's so insane that you yeah, can claim yeah. you're smart and also do this and pretend like this is acceptable. Like Jesus Christ. Elton Brand's so bad. So bad. Yeah. 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 Bunch of bad moves. Bunch of bad moves. Ugh. What a roller coaster, oh. John. What a roller coaster. It's wild. It has been yeah, for is. that team the last like five, six years. And the crazy thing <laughs> though is they're really not that far from fixing this thing. Like the, I've seen a lot of like, Oh, the process didn't work takes and everyone's dumping on it. But like really, you're, you're one coach and an Al Horford trade away from being back to where you should be. You know? Are they yeah. a, are they able to do a redo and like Sarge and um, Covington and Shamit are all coming back or I think so. I think okay. I think th- I think they have a I think Hink, <laughs> I think Hinky can. Backsies, I think if we hire Hinky you, back, he would he once, would do this. Yeah, once I tell you, once the NBA collapses and it's a player run league, everything's on the table. Yeah. So. As soon as Sam Hinky's done saving email, which is his new life goal. <laughs> yeah, whatever he's doing. Hinky Hinky is Hinky is I yeah, I my opinion on Hinky has definitely fallen over the years. Yeah. <laughs> so And I and, and one thing that I think uh has been there, what's funny is there's there was criticism of the process. You know, I obviously defended the process and I thought it was going to work and it and I, I would say it worked, right? Like I think this was a smart decision all that. The two things that I think people were right to criticize the process for that Sixers fans in the cult denied, right? Would vehemently deny um have been proven right. One it's hard to come out of a losing culture, right? And I think we've seen that. Not that they can't come out of the losing culture, but I think the idea that if your complaint is Ben Simmons and Embiid aren't taking it seriously enough, I think the complaint of the process that they didn't have uh, the proper leadership there, the proper veterans there to get them to a place where they understand this is a legit right. criticism. Well, I think I don't. I don't think losing culture is the right terminology. And, and you're right. It's, it's not. I, I think it's. I think it's non-accountability. Non-accountability culture. culture. Yes, they right. did not right. set a, a culture of accountability, um, and then that that has bled over. And that was a criticism I had of Hinky's plan: is you need these veterans to show these young guys what it is, and it. And it uh, that was a big mistake, I think, and and you're seeing it. And I think the other thing is. 
when other people would criticize the process, they would say, this isn't the only way to do it. You don't have to be this bad. And mm -hmm. uh, the cultists would say like, no, you absolutely have to. We don't want to end up te like teams like the Memphis Grizz, or we don't want to end up like Miami or all these, or the Suns. And then you look back and you go, oh wait, actually they're, 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 they're pretty good spot. Miami, mm -hmm. if you criticize their quote unquote plan and process, uh, you were wrong. Because they're in a great spot. Mm -hmm. If you criticize um, the Raptors, they're in a great spot. Memphis, great spot. As much as the process diehards wanted to criticize these things, these plans of like, oh, you'll be stuck in an eight seed forever. And everyone said, like, no, you don't have to. I think they've proved, proved the process wrong in a lot of ways. You know, you didn't yeah, have to. You just have to have like... Better like GMs. You have to have better GMs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're craftier and and smarter. And yeah, I think ultimately what we see is that competency matters. Yes. And so yeah. your teams that are stuck being terrible are terrible because they have incompetent owners that hire incompetent GMs. It's like Sacramento will just continue to be Sacramento because yep. their owner doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to running a basketball team. Yeah. Um, and I'm not same with Cleveland without LeBron. It's like. That's a disaster because yeah. the owner metals doesn't know what he's doing. The Knicks, obviously, sorry, Dave, but you know they don't they don't they don't have best yeah. owner. No. And so, and you're in your <laughs> they competent don't? team, and like Miami, Miami is just a very competently run organization, and they may yeah. have the as the, are the Raptors. Uh, yeah, they may have the uh, the the idea like we're never going to tank. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad idea because it's just like we're going to be extremely competent and accountable, and we're going to get the most out of our players, and that's how we're going to do. Things. And we're going to nail draft um, picks in the mid in the mid round. And then we're going to yep. wait and star hunt. And then we're going to get our star yep. and Jimmy Butler. And we're going to be where we want to be. Um, so I'm not saying that the process didn't work. It obviously worked. And I am and I think it's great. But I think the, some of the criticisms about how extreme they went is, I think, valid. Because if they had not gone to that extreme, Hinky would still be here. Yeah. yeah. If they had won yeah. 20 games and just pretended... And had like two shitty vets, then maybe Embiid's held a little more accountable, and Hinky's still around. So, you uh, know. Well, I'm glad we could start this podcast by talking about something that's unprecedented that we've never never seen before, and then end it with a conversation we've literally had, had every single fucking time. <laughs> yes. So, is, just, uh, yep. happy, it is. happy we could uh, make. Always that, have to uh, check the boxes. Get a little Knicks talk. Get a little like fucking yeah, yeah. hinky talk. talk. Yeah. Talk about the process for the four thousandth time. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? No. All right. Well, do we have ad reads? Are we supposed to read stuff? Yeah, we have. Yeah, you know me. I'll drive through the tunnel and add those in post. <laughs> I would imagine it, it is a, uh, it is like incredible how long that Therawan uh, read that is. That one is amazing. It is like insane. We we do we did that on the Sopranos podcast this week, like live, like like John had done, and oh my god, it just goes. It just takes forever. And then Joe Spellman's like fucking commenting like every like other <laughs> sentence. It's like it is a three minute fucking ad read. Do you want me to read the Thera one one right now? <laughs> do you want to for the fans? Jesus Christ. No, I mean, I can <laughs> Dude, do it Thera right gun, now. Though, I will say, I don't know if you guys use, if you've ever the used Thera a massage gun. gun I need to are, get. I need good. to get. They're very yeah. good. I need to get <laughs> this one. This is Thera one though. So. Yeah, this is the and, Yeah, but you I'm have not... to go to theragun.com. Yeah, this is that. This is that CBD. Yes. Oh, yeah, theragun.com. Yeah. Okay. 
Look, I'm, I'm just going to do it in post. Sorry, guys. I got <laughs> yeah, but use no, your good mic. Like I, I need to go have lunch. Yeah. I'm fucking starving. Use your good mic. Man. All right. All right. All right. I use my good mic. Until next time. All right. See y'all. Until next time. Keep pooping. Keep pooping. Before you go, uh, post roll uh, ad read for Bet Online. Uh, you know, Bet Online is the best place to bet online. Just do what it says. Bet Online. Casino never closes online. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE.